Welcome to When Life Gets Strange, tips for loving your perfectly imperfect military and everyday life. Let me introduce you to my wife and your host, Maria Strange. We have been married for over 20 years, over 17 years in the Army, and she is the mother to our six children, and we are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. As a certified life coach, Maria's goal is to help you thrive and love your perfectly imperfect military and everyday life. Are you ready? Hey ladies, welcome back to When Military Life Gets Strange, episode 66, Military Marriage. This weekend, Spencer and I are celebrating 23 years of marriage and he just reached 19 years active duty. So one of the first things that I like to start off with when I'm talking about marriage, especially with new couples or even with friends who are struggling or clients who are struggling, what do you want your marriage to be in the future? What do you want it to be in three months, six months, a year, five years, 10 years from now? And to get really clear on that. For Spencer and I, we want to be best friends. We want to enjoy spending time together and learning about and enjoying each other's hobbies. So that's one of the things that we work on in our marriage. He's really into woodworking. And so I go out there and I talk to him about it and what are you doing and oh, can you show me this? And he takes interest in some of the things that I do rather that's my coaching or a book I'm reading or a sewing project or he goes out hiking with me. And you know, that's something that we both enjoy getting outdoors or kayaking. He built a kayak that we use. I don't love the kayak he built. I've discovered I like an open kayak and it's close, but our 16 year old daughter, she loves it. So what do you want your marriage to look like in the future and how can you work on building that now? The next thing, give 110% and believe that your spouse is giving 110% too because it's always going to feel like the other person is taking way more than they give. And so some of the hard parts for our deploy for our marriage is when Spencer is deployed. TDYs and field trainings, we can usually work those pretty good, but deployments are pretty hard. And we've done eight deployments, four of them within the last 10 years. So we've done a lot of deployments and a lot of time apart. So we've had to really work on believing the other person has given 110. Spencer gets really compartmentalized when he's deployed and he's at work and that's all he wants to focus on. And it's hard for him to come out of that box and to call home and to connect with the family, but he tries to because that is really important to me. He needs it probably once every couple of weeks and I need it like pretty much daily, that connection. And, but he's willing to give that connection. And I give a little too, like maybe we'll go three days without talking and we meet in the middle. And so just believe that your spouse is giving 110%. Another thing that we really like to focus on is Gary Chapman's five love languages. When we first joined the military, I had joined a MOPS group in at Kentucky and they had a speaker come in and teach the five love languages. And then we taught it at church. And then we went on our first marriage retreat. Now remember, this was probably 18 years ago. And they taught the five love languages. And I have another podcast where I talk about how great I think the five love languages are. 
but also not making your happiness dependent on your spouse doing those. So while I think it is great to have and know what the five love languages are, it's also important to not hinge our happiness on them because remember, we're believing our spouse is given 110 just like we are. And sometimes they just might show love differently than how we receive it. And we have to be open to receiving that as well. Okay, this one's kind of a little doozy. It's okay to go to bed angry. I know we were taught a lot growing up or over the years, I've heard a lot, don't go to bed angry, don't go to bed angry. But for Spencer, going to bed is a complete reset. Me, sometimes, but it at least gives me space to calm down and to think about what I want to say from a place of love for him and love for me. And it has really helped our marriage. Sometimes going to bed angry is okay. All right, find things to be grateful for and fulfill your own needs. So I like flowers. Sometimes when I'm at the store, I'll just buy myself a bouquet of flowers. I bring it home and I put it in a vase and I thank Spencer for them. I'm like, babe, thanks for getting me these flowers. You're the best. The next one is be each other's best friends. I know when you have a bunch of little kids that it's hard to go out on dates and that's okay. Spencer and I are at a stage in life where all of our kids can be home alone. And so he's currently not deployed. We go out on a lot of dates. We do a lot of things together and our kids will say, can we come and we're like, nope. It's a best friend date. And so we've really encouraged that. And our youngest was asked at school to, all the kids in her class recorded marriage tips. Their teacher was getting married that summer and one of the other teachers put together a video and she told in her marriage clip to go on lots of dates because that's what my mom and dad do. Go on dates. Whatever dating looks like for you. It can be playing a game at home after the kids are in bed. It can be watching a video together where your spouse is deployed. It can be reading the same book. It can be setting up a 10 minute phone call while he's deployed and you don't talk about the kids. You just talk about each other and dream where you want your relationship to go. Be each other's best friend and tell your kids and others that you are best friends. The next one is who are your friends? Are your friends people who value marriage? Do they value their husbands or wives? Spencer and I both try to surround ourselves with people who value their marriage and who will call us when I'm like, ah, he is making me crazy. I've had friends say, hmm, I think you're looking at that the wrong way and it's okay. And so surround yourself with people who value marriage, who value your marriage and Build those friendships and build those connections. Okay, this one is for Spencer and I, and it works really good. We don't talk about divorce. Divorce is off the table for our marriage. If we're mad at each other, we don't say, I want a divorce, get out, I don't want you around anymore. We don't do it. Now, that doesn't mean that one of us hasn't gotten mad and left the house for a couple of hours, but we know the person is coming back. Like divorce is just off the table for us. We don't throw it out as an option when we're angry. We don't say, I wish you would just leave. And it has worked really well for us 
because we can both get pa very passionate and sometimes we say things that's really stupid and so we had to we decided early on that that wouldn't be one of them and it has worked really well for our marriage the next one is put each other first today he was home in the morning because he's flying tonight and we were getting something from the store a belt for a project that he's working on a automotive belt and I was the one paying and he put up a candy bar and he's like man you're so good to me thanks for buying me this treat I'm like oh you're welcome dude and even just little things like that is putting each other first I'm working on not eating a lot of sugar right now and losing weight and so him getting that you know it was just kind of a fun little joke between us. Oh, yeah, you're the best. Buying me a treat when we're not eating a lot of treats. And it really made him feel important that I was like, yeah, sure, let's get it, you know? Because sometimes I'm like, dude, I can't. I, you can't get it. It's too hard for me today. And he'll say, okay, no big deal. And so that's him putting me first. And maybe just little things to put each other first. Think about when your spouse is deployed and you need to make a decision and you can't get a hold of them. What would he do? Oh, I think he would do it this way. And then decide, is that what you want to do? So take, think about each other and how you can put each other first. The next one is don't keep score in your marriage. You're both gonna do things that's super great and you're both gonna do things that's super dumb. And don't keep score, just move forward. All right, the last one kind of goes back to those five love languages let go of those expectations you can make requests but don't hang your happiness on if your spouse does it or does not do it very simple thing spencer brought up his clothes out of the dryer but left the rest of the load there oh his army uniform and i was like you didn't bring the whole load up and he's like ah oh, i totally forgot and i'm like okay no big deal it would have been nice if he had brought them all up. Now i got to go down the stairs and get them and bring them up. But it was just fine that he didn't. So let go of those expectations. Don't make what your spouse does or doesn't do mean anything about you. It's really about them and the day they're having. So those are the tips that I have for you. And my top three would be be each other's best friend. Give 110% and believe your spouse has given 100% and learn what your love languages are and do your best to try to speak your spouse's because when we speak their love language, it makes it so much easier for them to speak ours because they're feeling that love and then they want to reciprocate it. All right, ladies, that's what I have for you today. I hope that you are enjoying this podcast. If you are, please share this podcast with a friend and leave me a review. As always, you can find me at Maria Strange Coaching on Instagram. Have a great day. Bye.